Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rash Pixel FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Nikki, how you feeling? Are you strong? Is your Kung Fu strong? Uh, well, I, 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 I don't know about my Kung Fu, but I'm very zen. That's good. <laughs> I, I'm doing a meditation challenge, and I'm on day two. And it's really good. (laughs) Day two. I'm on day two. Now, I have been meditating before that. But uh, yeah, every morning I've been dedicated. In fact, I even told you I had to put you on hold because you needed something. I got flushed. And you got, I had to flush you and say, nope, I got to do this first. And then I'm going to help Pete. I'm proud of you. That's good. Thank you. That's good. (laughs) I'm proud of myself because that's a big deal. (laughs) I uh, we're, we've got a, a great topic today. You know, we're continuing our, our um, uh, exploration of organizing uh, as we we dip our toes into our roots uh, w- one more time. And we have a fantastic guest, and it, you can. It turns out you can call her whatever you want; she'll answer to anything. <laughs> Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website. You can subscribe to the mailing list, and we'll send you a new email each time a new episode is released. And, of course, you can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. And if this show has ever touched you or helped you change your life for the better with your relationship with ADHD, we invite you to consider supporting the show directly through Patreon. Patreon is listener-supported podcasting. With a few dollars each month, you can help guarantee we continue to grow this show, add new features, and invest more heavily in the ADHD community. Visit patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. And I don't do this enough, but I want to thank Tom and Matt and Mindy and Diane and Christina and Joseph and uh, Teresa and Chagate and Gary and Molly uh, in the last week for their uh, patronage to Patreon. Thank you so much for joining this community. I hope you've jumped over to the Discord online community and that you have received the warm welcome that you deserve. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. (laughs) 
Lisa Woodruff is a home organization expert, productivity specialist, and speaker. She has two books, The Mindset of Organization and How ADHD Affects Home Organization, which are Amazon bestsellers in their categories. And as we continue our journey through ADHD and organizing, Lisa is the perfect guest to help us with a system that's going to help us start our weeks right. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be fun. Thank you, Lisa. Welcome. Welcome. So I have to ask you right off the bat, if you wrote a book about how ADHD affects home organization, I'm curious what your experiences with ADHD and just, you know, how, how, what was the driver to write that book? Yes. So um, I have two adopted children. I live here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they both attended a learning disability school called Springer School and Center. My son went there for six years and my daughter went there for three or four. I can't remember. And it's like college tuition. So it's like a school that (laughs) when you make that kind of investment in elementary school, you pay attention. I'm a teacher by trade. I have a degree from Miami University, birth through eighth grade, so two degrees and a minor. And so when my kids were enrolled in this small school, the classrooms just had 12 children per classroom with a teacher and an aide in each classroom. One of the things that they had found with these language learning disabilities that the kids had was that over 50% of them would also end up with an ADHD diagnosis. So the school did a lot of educating of the parents inside of the school, but they're also the resource resource in Cincinnati for all the school districts send their teachers to this school for training for ADHD. And in partnership with Children's Hospital, uh, they would bring in world-renowned speakers on the topic of ADHD and have lectures and things like that. So being a lifelong learner, I would go to those. Both of my children were diagnosed with ADHD. They've since taken that diagnosis away from my daughter at the age of 18 and given her a different diagnosis. But along the way, I learned about ADHD and the eight executive functions of the brain. And I remember sitting in one of my first um, lectures as a parent learning about these eight executive functions and going up to the headmaster after and saying, um, Joey uh, is deficient in seven of the eight. And they said, we know. And I said, um, there aren't really very many, you know, like, what are we going to glom onto <laughs> to make the other ones function yeah. better? If right. of eight, you just told me the eight and we are deficient in seven of the eight. Like there, yeah. there's nothing to ladder onto. And they said, you know, uh, we understand and we have a plan. And so Joey went there through eighth grade and he was on an IEP in high school and he's now about to graduate a two-year degree audio engineering, um, Sweet boy, great boy. Yeah. Hands-on learner. Um, but I learned a lot of, a lot of different terms like Swiss cheese learning. Like they, he would know his shapes one day and then the next day not know any of his shapes. And then the Mm -hmm. next day, know a third of them. And this was in, you know, kindergarten and first grade. And so being a parent of children with ADHD and an avid learner, I learned a lot. Yeah. And then when I started my business in 2012, my first three years were exclusively in-home organizing with a blog on the side. Mm-hmm. And 50% of my clients were, were either diagnosed or self-diagnosed with ADHD. And again, being a questioner, you know, I was like, why is what I'm teaching working? How have they learned this skill of organization when, you know, the the thought is ADHD is organization is actually one of the eight executive functions mm-hmm. and is where you place things is just harder for people with ADHD, they don't naturally want to put things back where they go and they don't like putting things behind closed doors. And so I just started to research as an educator, how can people learn the skill of organization? And once I help them set up the systems, maintain them. And that's what I found to be the hardest thing for people with ADHD 
is setting up the system in their home. It's hard for them to see the organizational system, but if someone could set it up for them, then they can maintain it for a certain amount of time. And then they usually need some help in cleaning it up and maintaining it and maybe having it pivot as they change through different life stages. And it's one of the reasons I know we're going to talk about the Sunday basket. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons I started a certification right away so that we have certified organizers in um, all of the, we're hoping in all of the states in the United States and Canada so that while I can learn online, not everyone can learn online. And my children especially do not learn well online. They they need a tutor one-on-one instruction that uh, they need to learn things in person with their hands mm-hmm. versus through an auditory or a visual modem. Then you're going to have certified organizers that will be under the Organize 365. So they could find you then. You'll have like maybe some kind of directory. And then if they need somebody from in-home, that's Just great. Just for paper. That's Just wonderful. for paper. Just for we paper. don't certify yeah. okay. in-home organizers right. because there's already a lot of people who do that, but nobody yeah. is certifying how to organize paper. And so we've just taken that niche of just the paper portion. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. The Sunday basket. Now, I first of all, I want to say before we even introduce this, you have wonderful products on your website. So oh, I definitely you. encourage um, our listeners to check them out. I know you have a, um, a, a pretty, uh, like a year long program, right? Um mm-hmm. That that you're sending emails and different um, projects and stuff. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? You know what I find in the organization industry is that we tend to either buy a professional organizer to set up the system or we buy cute containers. And, mm-hmm. and basically, that's all that's on the market. So as an educator, when I looked at it, I realized that people really need to learn the skill. They don't necessarily need stuff. Like you don't, you don't need physical stuff. So I have two offerings. One is the 100 day home organization program that we cycle through three times a year. Whenever you buy in, it's a lifetime membership. So you could just do it with us as many times as you want. It's 15 minutes a day. And we just keep cycling through the house over and over again. There will never be a perfect 100 days. Do not wait to sign up. If you miss a day, don't worry about it. Move on to the next one. There's no grading. You cannot fail. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So that is teaching you how to organize the living spaces. Like everyone has a silver drawer. Everyone has a place that you keep your toilet paper. Everyone has an underwear drawer. And so those things are easier to do online as a group. So that's the mm-hmm. 100 day program. How, let me just ask you, how'd you land on 100 days? What, what's the secret <laughs> 100 days? Is it just easy because you could fit three of them in a year? Or uh, is there some secret sauce to that? I started out with 40 weeks, like a school year. But yeah. it was too long, especially, you know, ADHD, like I have to do this yeah, for a whole nine right. months. No, I- so <laughs> it tends to be that we divide our year into thirds. I I just intuitively realized this. We have the summer, we have the fall, and we have the winter, which goes January Mm -hmm. to May. I was like, okay, in that time frame, we're not going to organize every single day. So it's 120 days. I cut it down to 100. I made a list of every single space that any woman anywhere in the world would have, regardless of if she had children or not, or how old she was, or if she was married. And there were 100 spaces non-kid related that I could break out into 15 minute a day chunks because people kept saying they only had 15 minutes a day. I tried to convince them they needed an hour. They said no. So I was like, fine, I'll figure out 15 minutes a day. And I figured it out. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Please continue. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so that's, that's teaching you how to organize the physical spaces. And I would always say you have paper. And then people would say back to me, I don't have paper because you don't think you have it. Then <laughs> oh, as paper. you start going through the 100 days, you're like, oh my gosh, there's paper everywhere. There's paper in everywhere. And how do I do the paper? And so then the paper, the Sunday basket would organizes your weekly papers, your to-dos, your mail, your actionables, and your ideas. And then we've created a couple of binders that replace your filing cabinet because filing cabinets just don't work anymore. So tell us more about the Sunday basket then. How, how does it work? 
Uh, how do you help somebody set it up? And, and particularly, how does your brain connect with it with ADHD? That's, yeah, uh, that's right. I'm, yeah, I'm here for yeah. the ADHD. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so, connection. so interesting because uh, I have a podcast as well. And I've had mm-hmm. a psychologist come on and she explained the psychology of the Sunday basket. I think because I'm a preschool teacher at heart, like I've taught middle school math and preschool, which FYI are the same thing. Um, I was going to say, God bless you being a middle school teacher. Wow. Wow. But when you're teaching preschoolers and you're teaching middle school boys, especially math, which is usually not their favorite thing, um, you you get all different kinds of learners. And the Sunday basket, the reason why it works for ADHD and for everyone is because it doesn't matter which Gretchen Rubin test you are, like any of these tests... When they analyze the Sunday basket, I have built all of the learning styles into it because I taught Montessori middle school math. And when I taught Montessori middle school math, it meant that I had 22 children and I taught 22 different lesson plans. So Mm -hmm. some kids would skip ahead. Some kids needed remediation. Some kids had to use the Montessori materials to learn the 3D replication of what I was teaching. Some kids were very abstract and we could do it abstractly. And so I taught um, algebra in many, many different ways. So when I'm teaching the Sunday basket, your learning style is built into the Sunday basket and how detailed you make it is just based on how detailed you need it. But it's a box, sits on your kitchen, it's open. It has colorful slash pockets in it that we use to divide out different things so that there's that novelty. It, mm-hmm. You can see inside what's going on. There are 25 different slash pockets, but there are only four main colors and then one set of five. So when you see a pink slash pocket, you already know what that category is, even though there are five in there. And the reason we always start with the Sunday basket is most people are not getting organized, one, because they don't know they haven't been taught the skill of organizing, Mm -hmm. but also because they don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. And the Sunday basket gives you time. So when you go through all of your mail and all of your to-dos and everything you have to order online on Sunday and plan out your week, your week goes smoother than it has in the past and you start to save time. And what we found is over six weeks of doing the Sunday basket, you start to save an average of five hours every single week. That's like getting an extra day, Monday or an extra hour, Monday through Friday every week. And so then you start to do the Sunday basket. Now, but nobody wants to do it except for me. I know that. You're like, but I don't want to do it. It takes too long. But then you start to realize that your week goes most more smoothly. You're able to start getting more done and you start to feel more proactive and more in control of your life. And once you get those tools, then you're like, okay, I want to do binders next. Or I want to do my house next because you're growing your organizing muscles. I feel like that with meal planning. I mm-hmm. I know it sounds silly, but no. if mm-hmm. I meal plan on Sunday and I have a clear plan of what we're going to eat for dinner every night, even if I don't have the ingredients, but I just have an idea of what we're going to do, it does make my life so much easier. And when I don't do it, it it it's just always like a pain and... I wish that we didn't have to eat dinner and I wish that we could just have cereal. And <laughs> sometimes we do, chumps. like sometimes right. we have cereal. <laughs> you know? So anyway, right. it just reminds me, it's like, you know, yeah. you know, when you do it, it's great. And when you don't do it, you also definitely feel the consequences well, as well. And that gets into my question, which is, you know, as I think about it, if I think about the, the meal planning example, you know, I know where the pain comes from in not planning for meals, right? I, I don't have the food that's ready when I finally do figure out whatever I want to 
eat. But it's lucky if I figure out what we want to eat because it takes so long to get everybody to agree and we haven't and it's always last minute and we just we just are never ready. I can feel where the extra time is saved if I do my meal planning all at once and, and do that before we actually go shopping, that kind of a thing. Where does the time savings come from incorporating the Sunday basket into your life? Like, is there any, is it just about, you know, making sure that you have all the paper where it is? Or is there a specific thing that that one hour a day is is allocated to? Yeah, you know, here's how I um, found it to be true in my life. When you're in school, you would go through your backpack, you would go through your notebook. So you made sure that you had all your homework done and you were ready for your test. And then when one quarter ended, you would clear out your backpack and your notebooks and you would reorganize it and you'd order what books you needed for the next set of classes. And that's how we did school. And after you're done with school, then you graduate and you get a job and you do those same activities with your job. Like you go through your where you're supposed to go through your email and all those things. We have all those routines that for our job. In our house, we lived in our house with our parents and either our room was or wasn't organized, but we weren't really responsible for the rest of the house. That was our parents. And then we get our own apartment, condo, or house, and we resist taking the time to maintain it because we don't really know what our parents did because they didn't really tell us. And we don't put that on our calendar because really it can't take that much time. I mean, how long can it possibly take? Well, the Pew Research Institute says it takes 26 hours per week to maintain a house without children. Jeez. 26 hours a week? I know. You think it's not true. Greg and I did the math. It was 35 when we did it because we had children. So that is cooking, cleaning, meal prep. Yeah, maintenance. You don't realize how much time changing the laundry, sweeping the floor, making the bed. All these things take a lot of time. I totally believe it, though. I totally believe that. Like, I just think about what I did over the weekend and I couldn't finish my house. Like, I got the bottom half done and that was it. And that was like all day. It took me all day. Right. Which is why I say, wow. number one, hire a housekeeper. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. I do, Lisa, number two, but my, I can't have My husband does in. everything meal related. But it's so, here's, so Pete, your face is still like, and this is because we don't That's believe my it. agog face. We don't yeah. believe it. Yeah. So when you say, why in the world when I spend 90 minutes to two hours going through my mail and planning my week and making my Amazon orders, are you kidding me? That takes like five minutes. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It takes you over right. an hour every single day. You just don't yeah. realize... When your kids bring you a paper and you're like, okay, I'll fill out that form right now, you've stopped whatever you were doing. And you guys know because of ADHD, the task switching. So you stopped what you were doing. Nightmare. Now you Mm -hmm. did this. It didn't have to be done before next week. It could have just gone in the box. It can go in the box. So everything can wait until Sunday. You're deferring it from interrupting you in your day. It's not going to get forgotten. The reason why you do that paper immediately is because you're going to forget to send it in. But 100,000%. When you know you're going to do it on Sunday, you'll put it in there. Even this needs new batteries. Great. Goes in there. I just picked up the prescription. Great. Goes in the Sunday basket. Everything that can wait until Sunday must wait until Sunday. Then you deal with it all at once. You deal with all the mail at once. You deal with all the bills at once. You deal with all the forms at once. You get all that done. And it frees up your day so that you can live more productively and less reactively. And you start to move from this constant reactive... I got to fill this out. I got to do it right away so I don't forget, so I don't forget, so I don't forget to I am going to do that on Sunday and I'm going to plan. I'm going to do that on Sunday and I'm going to plan. And what happens over time, I found it to be true for me, but I didn't think it was happening to other people is my brain doesn't talk back to me anymore. Mm. And I have a lot of ideas. Talk more about that. Oh, yeah. So 
right now, as you're listening to this, you probably have thought of numerous things. I need to get a haircut. I need to get milk. I need to get whatever. I have none of those thoughts going on in my head anymore because I write everything down on an index card. And if it can wait until Sunday, I put it in the basket because a lot of my ideas aren't great. I think they're great in the moment, but they're really not that great. And most of them can wait. And then when I look at them abstractly on paper on Sunday, most of them end up going in the circular file. And then the ones that need to get acted on, act on. So if your state is still closed down and you can't get a haircut, that can wait till Sunday. If you need milk, go out and do that right after this podcast. That's something that can't wait till Sunday. And start to look at everything that's coming in, in mail, in person, in your brain. Can it wait? And until you teach things to wait, you will never be living that proactive, productive life that you want. It's interesting because from an ADHD perspective, what I see the benefit with that is also it's giving yourself some space to uh, not impulsively do something either, right? It takes the emotion out. Yeah, yeah, it takes the emotion Mm -hmm. out and you're able to say, okay, this can wait and then you can make the decision later. And usually, like you said, by that time, you can have a different perspective and and know, is this really that important? I think that would be, you know, something that would be very beneficial. The the cold, harsh light of the Sunday basket reality. Yeah. How big is this basket, though? I have to ask. Like the size of a watermelon. Here, I'll show it to you. Okay. Okay. Now, do you need more? Like, what if you need more than one basket? (laughs) Or do you sell more than one? basket (laughs) (laughs) but do you discourage that or do you like say no it's okay like if you need three get three so you only have one sunday basket and your sunday basket is to run your household okay Mm -hmm. but it's not your work basket we have different baskets for that so i have a corporate okay i just showed you my corporate one i have a sunday basket i have a separate one for homeschool and there are different times during the year where i'll have you grab a different box and take things out of your sunday basket so you'll have a holiday box and you'll have a Sunday basket. So Sunday basket is for bills and maintaining the house. And the holiday one is for everything related to holidays. You know, right now I have a graduation one for my daughter. Yeah. So everything yeah. related to the graduation, but it won't have all those slash pockets in it. It has like graduation invitations in it right mm-hmm. now. And uh, just one it gives you pocket. the opportunity that when something comes in, it's graduation related, you know exactly where to put it. It creates a physical what? bucket for things that are in yeah. your brain. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I may have been overwhelmed with the fireworks going on in my own brain about this topic, but when do you do each of the individual baskets? So like here's if the you thing. do the Sunday basket on Sunday, so the you Sunday do it all basket on Sunday? on Sunday. The corporate work boxes, the Friday, those are on Friday at two. So by okay. Friday at two, usually you're done with your week. I mean, you may not have clocked out yet, but you've clocked out. But yet, you're done. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so that's when you go through all your emails and say, hey, I'm meeting with you on Monday. So can I have the Zoom link or things like that? Yeah. And then you go through your box and you plan your week the next week. I do not suggest that you have more than one box in the beginning at all. Like until you need that next box. You want to really get comfortable with the Sunday basket because each one does have to be gone through and each one is going to take you like 90 minutes. So I had this fall, I was homeschooling before everybody was homeschooling with the pandemic. And so Mm -hmm. I was doing the Sunday basket for 90 minutes and then I was doing the homeschool workbox for 90 minutes. And then I would do my corporate workbox for two hours. And I would spend six hours doing all that on a Sunday. But remember, I've been doing this for 18 years. Yeah. So my organizing muscles, they're black belt strength. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I have a question um, for you about paper and backlog because a lot of our ADHD listeners will tell you they have a lot of paper and they have a lot of paper everywhere and it's really overwhelming. So what is your recommendation for folks who 
do have a lot of paper to either like ba- like that backlog that they have to go through or how do how <laughs> how do you deal with that to get the Sunday basket or maybe you do the Sunday basket and you worry about the backlog later I don't know what what are your thoughts around I, that I have this image of Lisa now reaching off camera and pulling out a basket the a size of of like a <laughs> giant thing it's just atlas globe and it says welcome to the may basket <laughs> right. just everything goes this is the may basket <laughs> yeah yeah so we do paper organizing retreats this oh, is nice. where you like so people would literally load up their their minivans they would rent minivans and load them full of paper people have driven 18 hours to get to cincinnati to do these paper organizing retreats <laughs> wow that's awesome. We'd have shredded on site. It was amazing. But you know, the pandemic. So now we do these yeah. virtually. And so there are certified organizers every weekend having these virtual paper organizing retreats. They're six hours long. You just turn on the Zoom and they like tell you what to do and you just keep going through it. And I think it's $97 for six hours to have a professional organizer coaching you through it in a really small group. That's what I would do. I would sign up mm-hmm. for those until that's you get awesome. through the backlog. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, so um, another issue that we have with ADHD is habit forming. Yeah. <laughs> it is so hard. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, I think it's one of those things that this can sound like a really good idea, it can sound like a solution. I'm going to try it. I'm going to get on her website. I'm going to buy all this stuff. Maybe they get it sorted and and situated. They do it for a couple of weeks, but then they miss a Sunday. Yep. And then they miss another Sunday. And uh the problem with with well, not the problem. I guess the challenge and Pete, you would attest to this, is that ADHDers then take that really personally and they feel mm-hmm. shame, like they did something wrong. Um, and sometimes... Like I can't even keep a commitment to myself. Right, with something that was already yeah. set up for me. I mean, I can just see the negative spiral going on. Um, what What do you say to that person that has gotten out of the habit? And we know... As, as experts and professionals that, you know, we want you to get back on to it. So how do we encourage them? Or what would you say about about that? So first, I would say it's totally normal. I mean, there have mm-hmm. been Sundays <gasps> that I have not done my Sunday basket. <gasps> Lisa I hasn't? <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, she's human. Um, and that week does not go as smoothly right. as it did when I did it. So first of all, that happens. Second of all, we have now in the last six months made it that when you purchase the Sunday basket for $97, you're in this... Again, I'm all about a one-time purchase, a lifetime resource. Mm-hmm. So every single Sunday at 5 Eastern, I know it's a weird time, but 5 to 6.30 Eastern, we have a live Zoom that you can join into. And then we're all doing it virtually together. And that's run by professional organizers who can answer your questions. So you just put it on the calendar and you will really start to like the people in your Zoom class. And it'll be like, uh, we're tricking you. We're tricking you into come and have fun and your Sunday basket gets done. So, so A, okay, I, I haven't miss, done it perfectly. I missed something. Is yeah. this a part of... like How do they get to be a part of this group? Just by buying the system. Just by buying the system. So it's mm-hmm. automatically yep. already... It's called it, the Sunday Basket Club. That's great. That's really <laughs> awesome. great. So it already yeah. gives them a built-in kind mm-hmm. of um, staple that they can depend on. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And we have a whole Facebook group. You're um, because brilliant. I'm a teacher. I mean, yeah, I know. You're brilliant. <laughs> I know I'm the only one excited about doing this. So, and the certified organizers are also excited. And we're trying to get you to come play with us in That's our organization great. love. 
And so, yeah, yeah people, I mean, we have some people who've been on it every single week for the, the year that it's been oh, around. I'm they sure. come every single Sunday and it's what they need. And these are their friends and it is part of their routine. So A, you can make it part of your routine. B, I am not, you're never going to fail. You, you cannot fail organizing. You cannot be behind mm-hmm. when you're organizing. Um, everything we're going to give you is grace and permission and success and help. And we are never going to shame you in what you've yeah. done. We're just going to try to make the program even better. That's why I was like, it used to be $99 a year for the Sunday Basket Club. And I was like, why? Then some people aren't going to do it and they're not going to be successful. So one-time purchase, lifetime access, and we're just here to support you and keep you going. And when you fall off, which you will, and you come in the Facebook group or you come in there, everybody's going to be like, oh yeah, that was me last month. Glad you're back. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and, and you just get going back. I love that. That's a great idea. Uh, So there was a question that came through with our live feed. Um, Is it possible to use the Sunday Basket system for digital paper? So I am not a digital organizer. Okay. I do have my email set up, my Gmail set up with same color-coded folders, Mm -hmm. but pretty much I just do email inbox zero. If it's not in my inbox, I don't know it exists. I am extremely tactile. And I think most ADHD people are as well. And I now my children, my son, who's very ADHD, he does great with technology. He uses just a few things and he understands them. But he too, if he can write things on paper, he does better. You know, you're seven times more likely to remember something you write with your hand than something that you type. Mm -hmm. And I find that the physicalness of the Sunday basket helps me in many ways. I can see slash pockets that are projects that are in the future. It reminds me about these projects. I love to add little notes of what I want to do in these projects into the slash pockets. So I know that my notes are being saved. If you're digital and you have a solution, stick with it. Don't use mine. If you don't have a solution that works, this will work. I don't mm-hmm. have a di- digital component to this. One of the other questions that came through was a GTD question. And there are elements of getting things done that I really love. And most of it, I don't. I know. <laughs> so, I'm the same way. Yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, somebody I Somebody had me read you, that because they said the Sunday basket is getting things done. So then I read it. I was like, oh, yeah, it is similar. It is It is mm, um, kind, kind of. of. The thing about the Sunday basket is that these are papers like a prescription just came mm-hmm. in. The mail yeah. came in. Uh, the form that needs to go back to school, the idea that I need to put this on my grocery list. And I will, uh, you know, grab my app and add things onto a grocery list instead of writing it on a note card sometimes, but usually I write it on an index card instead. Mm -hmm. These are things that are going in and out of your family so fast, they don't need to be digitized. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is the whole family knows what the Sunday basket is. So they could take things and drop them in there for you that you're going to process on Sunday, or they can go retrieve things out of the Sunday basket if they need to. If you're gone, you say, oh, go in the Sunday basket. It's in the slash pocket. Mm -hmm. And then the binders, which you could digitize after you get them created, you could totally digitize them. I find that the benefit of the binders and the things that you are going to file away is not for you, but when you need them. So Mm -hmm. taking Mm -hmm. the IEP binder into the meeting at school, walking in with the binder, I'm telling you, I've done this both ways. Walk into an IEP meeting with no binder, walk into an IEP meeting, which is actually a cookbook binder, and you will get more from the IEP meeting when you walk (laughs) in with your cookbook than you did when you don't, because they don't know what's in that binder and it scares them and they don't know what you know that they don't know. And so that physical weight of walking in with it is really powerful. And then we have a medical one 
So we have a medical binder. And as soon as the pandemic started, we took 11 pages out of that and made it a free resource. As soon as we put it up and people started filling out, you know, all of their medical history and all that, the next day is when all hospitals stopped letting anybody come into the hospital with you. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's digital. Like if you can come in with papers, like you're not going to come in to the ICU or into the ER with an iPad and hand it to a nurse, but you could come in with these 11 pieces of paper and they're like, okay, we know that allergies, we know all these things. These could put right into your chart and it's advocated for you. So paper is extremely powerful um, when you need to be working with other people or when your family needs to access the documents. And I found that every time I, I don't know, as my husband even knows the password to get on my computer. And so yeah. if anything happens, it's much easier to grab a binder and just start flipping yeah. through and looking at printed pieces of paper that are organized. Well, and I want to I want to really support that, that it it takes years of refining mm-hmm. and chipping right. away at a system to make sure that it works and works for for everybody. And we still keep things that are on paper because it's just better and smarter to keep them on paper. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you have to be very judicious about the things that you keep digitally and the things that you keep, uh, like you say, for the for the medical stuff and for, you know, birth certificate, passport yep. stuff, like yep, all right. of those things. Like you're not going to you're not going to digitize everything. Well, so. and out of sight is out of mind. Um, for a lot of ADHD years, right? So it's important yeah. and uh, non ADHD years. So it's really important yeah. that somehow that is in front of yeah. you. I, I simply will use just a bulletin board to put in, you know, important stuff so that we don't forget. But that bulletin board is right in our kitchen. You can't miss it, you know? Um, yeah. and so I think what I come, what, what I kind of come away with is that you can, you can make this system however you need to yeah. make it. And there isn't, like you said at the beginning, there isn't any right or wrong way to organize. So you can do even a little bit of both, yeah. have some things digitalized, have some things out. Um, there's a lot of different you know, ways to, to do this um, that are beneficial. Because really, what are we looking for? We're trying to make it easier for people to find what they need, be able to have a place for these things to go. Um make their lives easier, save that 26 hours. Holy cow. <laughs> and when Holy I, cow. When I started, I had a paper planner and I, you know, wrote checks for all of my bills because I started 18 years ago. And now I do everything on um, my Google calendar and I pay all my bills automatically online. But I still have those slash pockets in my Sunday basket that remind me, okay, go that. make sure you paid all your bills. Okay, go update your Google calendar. So just having that slash pocket there reminds me to do something digital as well. So it's not like yeah. everything is analog mm-hmm. and slowly over time. But it took me a year to automate all my bills. I mean, yeah, for crying out loud, like, and then one will knock off and it's amazing how much maintenance you need to do even for digital things as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is, oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. And people don't think about that when they they try to make the move. It is amazing. You still have to maintain digital systems. And I think even more so because the clutter, digital clutter piles up so fast because you're never like it's very easy to let go of the actual sort of declutter because you don't see it. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have your your systems get mucked up. Very, very quickly. Well, yeah. the search and so... button isn't always a solution because I've tried to look for documents and I'll put something in there and it's like, yes. 
nothing is yeah. coming up from what I need. So I know a lot of people will kind of, re, you know, re, depend on that, but that's not always dependable either. Well, and you know, you get this too. Certain apps will come to you and say, you can search for anything you want. As long as you know these arcane Unix commands or Linux commands. <laughs> or that you remember can't, how like, what you filed, how, like how what right, you named yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Then yeah. it wouldn't be All a problem, right. huh, Pete? I, I want to. <laughs> I do want to go back to this to the the GTD thing, D thing, and I know we're sort of uh, jamming questions in here, but I'm just kind of watching the chat room a little bit, and uh, this this question of um, uh, the the GTD technique of taking care of two minute tasks right away oh. that it's actually a trap for ADHD brains. Yeah, I don't do that. Uh, what's your What's your thinking on that as an educator? I write it down, put it in the Sunday basket. That's what saved me. And and it could also be a woman thing more than a man thing. I don't know. But I've worked from home for the last mm-hmm. eight years and my kids and, you know, driving and the IEPs and all everything I do. There is so much more. I can't make a to-do list. It's never going to get done. So how many things can I get off of my to-do list? And I found that when I stopped changing batteries and things and I stopped, you know, answering questions when they are asked of me, those two-minute activities cost you 30 minutes. Because to answer that, then you forget what you were doing. And then, oh, well, since I went in the laundry room to get that for you anyway, oh, yeah, I need to do this. And next thing you know, like, I was cooking. It's always I was cooking. And now whatever it is I was cooking is burned because I'm terrible at cooking. Um, (laughs) So it's just, you know, I can get a lot of things done in the kitchen when I'm like coming around. But when somebody interrupts my thought process, it derails these all these plates that I have spinning. And so I learned, just put it in the Sunday basket. And the kids learned like within a week, oh, put that in the Sunday basket. Mom will do it. Like even if you run out of something when you're cooking, I would take the box and I would put it in the Sunday basket. Like I wouldn't put it on a grocery mm. list. I just go throw the box in there and then put I the would whole keep box going. In there. Yes, smart. <laughs> yeah, yes, awesome. just keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah. That's great. The two minute thing, I think is just... And this, you know, I like, like you, Pete, I like parts of GTD. I think David Allen is, is, is amazing in a lot of ways, but it's not written for the ADHD mind. And that's the bottom line. There's nothing about ADHD in his work. Right. And Mm -hmm. so when you say two minutes, do you know of anything that really takes you two minutes? No. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I, in a work, in a work context, I, and, and I'm, I'm one of those people that I really love the, the, the whole concept. Yeah. In practice, I'm much more of a Sunday basket user of the, of it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it usually applies. Uh, who are we kidding? It usually applies about email, right? When mm-hmm. an email comes in, where some it took somebody fifteen seconds to throw something over the transom into your inbox. That's going to take you work. And yeah. so, for me, either that gets that work gets scheduled for later, or if it's something I can answer yes or no to, yeah. I'll do it now. Yeah. Right? That's the whole concept. I find that works much better for me if I am more aggressive at scheduling the work related to that task for later than if I'm more lenient about saying, I'll just try to fit it in two minutes. Because if I can just try to fit it in two minutes, it'll take me 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I usually find that I'm, you know, uh, Command-Shift-T, send that email to Todoist to schedule for later. Command-Shift-T, Command-Shift-T, Command-Shift-T. Like schedule schedule it for when I do my weekly review or my daily review at four o'clock. Um, and and then I do my my daily review of scheduling the work for later, and that's that is the thing that's worked for me. I don't um, the the little two minute tasks. I don't have very many of them anymore because even things like you know replace yeah. the batteries and the smoke detector, right? That has been scheduled in my calendar for a year. That's not going to sneak up on me. I see it coming. 
Um, and, and it's just from having put all of these systems in all of these tasks in my automated system. I just don't have very many of them anymore. So I love mm-hmm. what you said there because what the Sunday, I'm like, wow, I just need to start taking notes while Pete talks and maybe I should not be talking anymore. <laughs> so now I feel like I'm a very novice organizer all of a sudden. Um, no. So I'm thinking about the audience who's listening also. And yeah. if, if you're mm-hmm. thinking, wow, that's, and I'm sitting here going, when was the last time I changed my smoke detector batteries? Um, uh, but what he's saying is what you start to do intuitively with the Sunday basket. Like you grow yes. with the Sunday basket. So if you find that you are putting the same note in there and every Sunday you're coming up with the same things, then those become part of your routine. So for us, we have a ridiculous amount of prescriptions. So on Sunday is when I fill all the pill containers for everyone. I go in the Walmart app. I reorder prescriptions. Now they're on auto reorder. I would go into the Amazon app. I would order all the vitamins that we ran out of because I had a full seven days till I had to do that again. Now mm-hmm. I'm to the point where I have three weeks worth. And so every three weeks, I fill up three you weeks worth of medications for everyone and I replace those. Um, so the Sunday basket starts to teach you Whereas, I mean, like we have one person takes 14 pills and prescriptions. I take 10 vitamins and one prescription. I mean, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of bottles are constantly mm-hmm. being done. It takes um, it takes us an hour to do it every three weeks, but it used to take me an hour a week. And before that, it used to take me an untold amount of time. All the t- I was mm-hmm. constantly buying and ordering. So the Sunday basket, if you would say a two-minute task, we're out of melatonin, I need to reorder that on Amazon. That becomes a Sunday task. And then you're yes. like, okay, on Sunday, it takes me 15 minutes because I'm reordering five vitamins and I need three prescriptions and I'm filling them. And then all of a sudden, it takes longer and longer. So my Sunday basket routine is the Sunday basket. Bill pay takes me a long time. Doing my computer and calendar takes me a long time. Doing the prescriptions takes me a long time. I also clean my bedroom and do our laundry during that time. So I start laundry, then I do the pills and the bills, then I change laundry, then I do the calendar and this, then I change laundry. And so you start to task it and stack it all together. And Mm -hmm. pretty soon in a two or three hour time period on Sunday, you're getting done what used to take you eight week hours during the week because Mm -hmm. you've batched it all together and then you're going to start to create efficiencies inside of that Sunday basket time with all these physical things. So yes, those two-minute activities get pushed to Sunday to see if you could do five two-minute activities in five minutes or once a month. And you just start to batch them and and uh, collapse them more that way. Well, that's and it's great. interesting that that is the, that's the calculus, like the time math mm-hmm. that we were talking about earlier. Like mm-hmm. where does that time get saved? Right well, there. it's in actually not doing your ordering two minutes at a time Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. for every prescription, but it's in saying, you know what, I have all of these related tasks. I'm going to batch them, do them all at once and make them a routine. I'm going to invest in... It creates a huge routine. Huge routine. Something that you invest in that's like interest that you're earning on the debt, the task debt that you don't have to deal with. And Mm -hmm. that's that's the magic of, of, I think, this thing. And you you save so much time because you save all that time that you're not doing, but you save the lost time of task switching. And then you save the additional time of planning. Because right. now that you have this extra time, you can fill that with things you want to do, projects or household, you know, like or or fun, whatever you want to fill it with. And that prioritization and that planning moves you from constantly reacting to whatever is coming towards you and purposely planning. And then as you start to plan those hours that you found, then it 
just cascades into your other hours. And you start to realize, you know what, if I go to work half an hour earlier, I miss rush hour and I do all these things. Now you've gained more time and more time and more time. And so Mm -hmm. uh, organization always, always, always gives you time. That's what organization gives you. It always ends up giving you time. That's great. That's a great way to end. It's a great way to end it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right there. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. I Thank love you. it. Yeah, this was so helpful. Absolutely. Where, where can people find more about or more about your products, about you, the Sunday Basket? Where should they go? Sure. If you just want to learn about the Sunday Basket, just go to sundaybasket.com. It'll tell you everything about the system we talked about. You can also search your podcast player. There is a That's podcast right. called Sunday Basket. It's one episode. It just teaches you <laughs> about the Sunday Basket. And then everything else is Organized 365. The podcast, the blog, all my social media is all Organized 365. So tell us a little bit before we end what your podcast is about. So my podcast is about organizing, mm-hmm. but it's not just about like how to organize your silverware drawer. It's more about these things that we talked about here about how organization gives you time, the mindset of organization. When we talked about what happens when you skip a week on a Sunday, we talk about in order to really get organized, you have to give yourself the grace of the fact that you weren't organized before. And it's not your fault. It's not that you weren't born organized. It's that you didn't learn the skill of organizing. And the skill of organizing is, yes, physical organization, but it's also this mental organization. It's time organization. It's prioritization. It's living a proactive, not a reactive life. And the goal of Organize 365 is to help teach you these skills so that you have more time. And then when you're organized and you have this time, you get to go out and do what you were uniquely created to do so that you can bless the world in that way. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lisa Woodruff, uh, for joining us today. And we appreciate all of you for downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate your time and your attention. On behalf of Lisa Woodruff and Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 